Hello. QueerAF is now an independent community interest company. Our podcast's first four seasons were funded by National Student Pride, and so there might be some old calls to action in them. For the most up-to-date info on our podcast that funds budding LGBTQIA plus audio producers, visit wearequeeraf.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter that sums up the LGBTQIA plus world and supports queer creatives kickstart their career. Enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you want to say I'm a gay and I'm a non-gay? Yeah, go on then. I'm a gay. And I'm a non-gay. Do you want to do that? I've been like, oh, well, oh, oh okay. sorry. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> this is definitely going to go in, isn't it? Yeah. This week on Hashtag Queer AF. I'm a gay. James Barr. And I'm a non-gay. And Dan Hudson. Okay. Actually, Dan, do you just want to do that again but be more of a lad when you do it? It's just more of a non-gay. You know, I'm a non-gay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a gay. I'm a non-gay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like you could do better. <laughs> James and Dan host the hit UK LGBT plus podcast, A Gay and a Not-Gay. Uh, well, I uh, I kind of thought that we were friends, um, but James confirms quite early on that we weren't. So um, It's not that we weren't, it's just that I didn't notice Dan. Which began out of pub etiquette banter. And we had this kind of ridiculous discussion in a bar about uh, whether you should drink someone else's drink if you're because Dan thinks it. it's okay like if you buy a round if you get a, if you get a round in if you get a round in with your mates um, he thinks it's okay because you know like all the pints like spill and stuff like I hate pints just get a wine but a friendship grew when their worlds collided as Talia Dan's girlfriend and James's friend left for the United States of America leaving James and Dan to fend for themselves oh, for themselves or, or don't, how about don't spill the drinks that's not Anyway, we don't need to redo this again three that, years later. No, that, I mean, that, that's, <laughs> but that's when I say their worlds collided, I'm not even really talking about the dynamic duo's life doing a podcast in their girlfriend's absence. I'm talking about the queer and straight world meeting head on. We've been recording all of five minutes and you're practically <laughs> a married couple. Is that, is that, is that a thing? Uh, I, yeah, well, I, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I get that a lot. We get that a lot. On this week's Hashtag Queer AF, we ask, do we need straight allies to get the queer equality we both crave and demand? Plus, we see what happens when hetero and homo crash together in a beautiful melee of rainbows, pints and douching. I'm Jamie Wareham. This is Hashtag Queer AF. But I guess over I guess over the course of time, we've sort of accidentally ended up on this path where we're kind of out to show that people who are have different sexualities and different viewpoints of the world and completely different lifestyles can be friends, can and should be friends. Is, is it fair to say that like doing the show has like tested and moved both of your boundaries? That, <laughs> I remember when we first started, I would always say to you like, "Oh, do you never?" <laughs> 
you never like when you're in the shower? Do you not put a finger in your bum hole to just like wash it out a bit? And you didn't. And I think you've probably done that now. <laughs> I think I gave that a go off off the, off the back of your erect, but I, my what? what? Your erect. <laughs> I'm not sure that's. I genuinely thought you said erect, and I was no. like, what? What's erect? Like an abbreviation? I don't know. Like, let's move on. I think it's probably fair to say, like, as a, as a non-gay person, I I wasn't particularly versed necessarily. Verse. <laughs> I did that deliberately. Uh, well, I mean, that's I. To be honest, I wouldn't have known what that meant. Yeah. Not that well. Three years ago, I wouldn't have had a clue what that meant, or even what a top or a bottom was really. Like, I've had like, I could have probably guessed with some context, but. But that hasn't tested your boundaries as such, right? Is that the question? It's just, that's just, you've just like learned more that you didn't well, know. Well, so there's lots of things that I never really thought about, even though I did kind of know and they all make sense when they're explained to, to me. But I'm sure, and I'm sure this is the case for a lot of non-gays. They don't, they know that they probably do have life easier not being gay, but they don't necessarily know why that is. Until someone says, "Oh well, you can't hold hands walking down the street in certain areas, and um, ev- everything is 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 uh, sort of conditioned for like the straight man in all sorts of ways that I don't think non-gay people necessarily would even think about." But I guess I never really, to use a James phrase, deep dived on stuff because I don't know. It wasn't really. It never really occurred to me. During the course of doing this podcast, I, I, I guess that's that's that has changed my boundaries. I suppose that's had an, a, an impact on other people. Certainly, my friends, a lot of them have been like, "God, I've never thought about this thing this way." Because why, you know, why would you? And it's not just gay and male culture the show has tackled, as their friendship has grown on and off air, week on week over the last three years they've discussed topics that have broadened both of their horizons. We did an episode with Juno Dawson, who probably doesn't need an introduction, but she's an amazing author and she's transgender. She happens to be transgender. And we had an episode with her called A Gay, Non-Gay and a Trans. Now, I remember when I was really badly bullied at school with a lot of that quite gendered homophobic language... I mean, the irony is I got called a girl as an insult all through school. And then in my 20s, hi, everyone, I'm a girl. No, you're not. You're a man. You will always be a man. And there's nothing. That's so insane. She talked with us about the nightmare that being the the sort of smear campaign that that the tabloids are waging against transgender people in the UK, which I had like the most cursory knowledge of, but never really thought about it until she sat down and explained it. Ever since then, I've had a huge amount of sympathy and interest for transgender people in a way that I guess I, I would have never thought about before. And actually, I'm wondering whether I'd have been potentially buying into some of these headlines just without thinking about it, because you, know, you read the paper and you think, oh, trans women are posing a, um, a threat to, to our children. I hate to say it, but... Would I have just taken that at face value? I don't I don't know. I've got no idea. But what I do know is ever since doing that episode, I've been so aware of transgender people and transgender rights and how they really are getting mugged off, for want of a better word, um, in, in the country and in America. And um, yeah, I, I don't know whether I would have necessarily had that if I hadn't been, been for the podcast. 
So what about you, James? Have you learned anything from Dan? Have you learned anything from straight culture? Because I live in a very, like, queer bubble. Like, I work at a gay news outlet. Everyone around me is queer. Most of my friends are queer. And every now and again, I get on a train to Basingstoke and I visit where I grew up and it gets burst. Do you have any moments like that with Dan? He said so many things that have shocked me about straight culture, like how they're... Lo- how loads of lads think it's completely acceptable to just get, like, naked in a pub together, but that's not sexual. Yet they would be offended by gays holding hands. I don't understand that. Like, they'll watch porn together. And this isn't Dan I'm describing, by the way. This is just my perception of of straight people in general. But they'll be homophobic, yet they'll hug each other at football matches. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of questions I have on non-gay culture. I don't really get it. And quite a lot of the time I am just speechless at non-gay culture it doesn't make any sense to me but I've learned a lot from working with Dan about myself which I never really thought would happen but it's happened more recently than it did at first because at first I think I was more educating Dan on douching and stuff like that but lately it's made me realize how vulnerable I am and how I mean, I said to you before we started recording, I'm quite tired of being gay right now and not in a like, oh, I'm going to become a non-gay way. But, and I love being gay and I'm very proud of who I am and I wouldn't change it for anything. But it's tiring <laughs> because... Um, can I have a second? When you allow something or someone, to burst your bubble. It can be really scary. It leaves you feeling vulnerable. And among all the fun they have, it's something that James and Dan do pretty much every week. I've definitely... There's definitely been some blurred lines when I've slept with guys. And we've just recorded an episode with Radio 1's Life Hacks about consent. And I genuinely didn't know until working with... Dan, that I even had consent because to me it was completely normal in gay culture to just be sleeping with everyone or letting guys touch me in nightclubs. Like that was just what happened. I'm gay, so people can just touch me. So another thing I've learned recently is like, oh, actually, there's there's a thing called consent, and I didn't realize I was privy to that as a gay. So I'm always learning stuff that I didn't know. Like, I didn't realise that other people, a lot of non-gay people aren't depressed because I am. So I just, like, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. It's taught me that, it's taught me how lucky straight people are, I guess. And I did know that anyway, but now I'm really, like, I really see that and I'm reminded by that a lot. And also the amount of relationships I've been in and out of since we've met. That's got nothing to, that's got nothing to do with me or us, has it? No, I'm just saying, like, it's. I, I wouldn't... That's completely normal in my bubble. Right. Whereas, I guess, conversely, I've been with the same person this whole time and for the previous six years. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I've, I've had... Like, I've been in and out of STI clinics, you know, for the last three years, like, so many times. And um, it's just... He, he's been to an STI clinic once. He can't even really remember having been. You're like, oh, I think it's once. It might be twice. I think, I think I've been twice, yeah. I think I've been twice. I don't even know how many times I've been, but a lot more than that. And it's that's just another reminder, like, oh, God, I'm, I'm so other, I'm so different. 
Who thought non-gay culture could teach us something about being gay, queer, or even just different? After the break, we'll burst the queer bubble even more. Asking, do we need to let straight people into our rainbow to achieve the equality we want? Stay with us. Thanks for listening to Hashtag Queer AF. If this is the first time you've listened, let us tell you about what we get up to every week on our podcast feed. We're a project by National Student Pride, keeping our pride of conversation going all year round. We commission students, graduates and LGBT plus producers to join me, Jamie Worm, in telling their most hashtag queer AF stories. If you haven't yet, go back to season two and listen to an episode called I'm Gay, but also a homophobe. It's the perfect example of the kind of journeys our reporters go on. Sean starts the show feeling ashamed of his sexuality, but by the end, finds a whole new perspective. And if you're enjoying today's show, we think you'll like that one too. Please, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and help spread the hashtag QueerAF mission. Queer stories told by the LGBT plus community. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We're back. It's hashtag QueerF. I'm Jamie Worm. This week, the huge National Student Pride Ambassador and main stage host for the past four years, James Barr, and his non-gay friend, Dan Hudson. What I love about these two messes is how they've quite accidentally renamed straight people. It's so ingrained in their brains that when I ask James, What's the straightest thing you've ever done? He actually corrects me. What's the most non-gay thing <laughs> I've ever done? And let me just preach for a second. Thanks to their show, I do pledge to forever replace the word straight with non-gay. A step forward for quiz? And yet, send me by my design. Let's step back again to play a game of stereotypes. First up, James's most non-gay moments. I've been to a Snow Patrol gig. That's pretty non-gay. I, I also went to see... No, um, it's not. Yeah, it is. I went to see... Um, who are the people that have that song called Supermassive Black Hole? Muse. That's it. What's the song called? Supermassive Black Hole. Oh, it's called that. Yeah. I went to see Muse with my dad. Right. Um, I've been to football games. I went to see Newcastle United once. Stereotypically, what is the gayest thing that you've done? 
I mean, so I've been... James finds it hilarious that, that so that there's a porn film that's doing the rounds that one of my mates, <laughs> it's one of my friend's friends, is in it. So that that's we've started watching that on the regular at my house <laughs> at like two o'clock in the morning. Does that is that gay? If we're all guys, I don't know. My mate, me and my mates will sleep in the same bed, and I know some people are so funny about that, but I've never. That to me is sensible, rather than putting somebody on the floor if you've got a big bed. <laughs> I met Lady Gaga. Is that mate? Is that a gay thing? <laughs> um, cool. Ah, oh, the stereotypes. Well, now they're out of the way, let's smash them even more. Just like these two do every week on their show, with stories. I really enjoyed telling Dan about douching and what that was, because he was just so horrified and had no idea that this went on. And I think all straight people need to know. I've made it my mission in life to educate everyone on douching, because we're so ashamed of it, aren't we, as gay people? But we really shouldn't be. <laughs> it's totally fine. And women do it too, to themselves. You Google douching, vaginal douching comes up first. So it is pretty normal and it should be more normalized but I, so i really enjoyed telling dan about that um that episode is called gay questions gay answers and dan had a lot of questions you would not want to have anal sex with someone who's just had a who's having a number two soon <laughs> or, or do you know what AC, i mean like, you, you probably would be like oh I, that, you know unless you're clean unless you've douched this is i'm so sorry everybody <laughs> unless you've this like is, this, is, this, is, this is really I'm interesting sorry, i'm really so, sorry are you supposed to um, have done it <laughs> like like what like th- like that morning or well I yeah I mean you hopefully you wouldn't I I mean oh it's so I don't really want well, what, to, I don't know the of correct what rules if you... but in, in how it works for me is that I probably wouldn't this is so personal <laughs> awful awful this podcast is not affiliated with any other thing that Dan and I do in our other lives you um, but you you also took him to the kebab awards I did yeah last week yeah yeah what yeah. happened there we had a wait of a time um, James James genuinely had he might. Act like he didn't now, but at the time he was having an absolutely w- whale of a time. They basically bought an all-you-can-eat kebab shop buffet to the table. So there's falafel, chicken, lamb, hummus, like all you can eat. This chicken is so tender, and only and it was just, it was really good fun. I mean, who doesn't like kebabs? I don't like kebabs. Do you not? Are you vegetarian? No, I'm not vegetarian. You just don't like kebabs. No. What's not to like though? I don't think gays eat kebabs. Really. I think no. I think I, you're right, James. I think you're missing the point that I think James had that not all kebabs are like greasy donna. Like, do you like chicken in bread? Yeah, there's a whole yeah, Jamie. There's a whole kebab community that you are completely erasing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my what, privilege. This is what I learned at the Kebab Awards. Has the podcast changed either of your sex lives? Well, the whole thing has like changed me. In so many ways, really, just because now I'm like so much more open than I ever was. Like I didn't really ever want to be a a gay. I wasn't out really publicly before I did our podcast. I, I'd been on Capital FM and not really been a gay presenter or whatever. I was just a presenter. I wouldn't necessarily hide it, but you would airbrush yourself so that you didn't. I'd straight wash myself so that people weren't turned off by me. Um, but. Since doing the podcast, I've completely 180'd on that. Um, and I actually remember a significant moment where at Student Pride, you were hosting the main stage and Adele from Radio 1 was on that panel and she said the same thing. And you came on straight afterwards and you said, I'm so glad I work somewhere now where I can be out on yeah. air. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, well, whether I can or not, or just do it is a different thing. Um, <laughs> but I, so that, so I must, my sex life must have changed. I guess I'm more confident. I'm more protected in that I'm taking prep and I'm more educated about stuff than I was. Um, so that's something I've introduced. Stories are powerful, and so are words. And among all the fun they have on their show, there's been some tears over the years too. Uh, Dan was really moved by an episode that we recorded really recently after a trip I'd had to Miami where I met a guy who was HIV positive and he told me about his experiences with people on apps wanting him to pause them up, i.e. give them HIV. And, um, and Dan cried at that. And so, yeah, that's the first time I think he's ever cried in front of me. And that really moved Dan. What? Why did it move you? I, I just think I, it, I wasn't really expecting it. <laughs> and then it sort of came out of the blue. And I, I was just simultaneously questioning why anybody would do that, but also thinking, God, I, I do live in... Uh, I do have this straight guy privilege where, again, this is something I would have never even thought of. But it's obviously going on because of all sorts of complex reasons that, that non-gay people would never really think about. And, I, I, yeah, I, the, the emotion just caught me. Um, and at, around that time, we'd been doing quite a lot of stuff about AIDS and we'd done a special episode about HIV for World AIDS Day and I was still kind of thinking about that and all the people that died from AIDS. So the idea that people would go around chasing HIV was just like... Just... Just, just discovering that, <laughs> like, fr- yeah, fr- basically floored me, yeah. We went to see the film Love, Simon, immediately did a recording after it, and uh, James was quite moved, I think, by the fact that the, the film was amazing, and I think it was, I guess it was the f- one of the first films that showed a gay relationship in the same kind of light as a straight one. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't really expecting James to sort of start crying and 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 that he did uh yeah i was really sad also i was just finding the whole thing really stressful like being so open all the time to a a big audience is a lot and um kept having relationships start and end all the time and it was just really upsetting me so yeah so what is the power in straight allies. I just feel as though I've learned a lot about myself through Dan. I kind of hate saying that weirdly. It's weird, isn't it, to think that you can learn something. Actually, a lot of our listeners tell me that I am completely intolerant towards straight culture and I've got a real chip on my shoulder about straight people. And I do. So I'm cool with that and I'll own that. I do. I, I pick on him all the time because I'm like, you don't know how lucky you are. And I'm cool with that because... I'm sorry you have to bear the brunt of it, but other straight people get away with abominable things all the time and they need to be told. This is the penultimate episode of our season. And both this episode and the one you'll hear next week were recorded during a week of a crucial vote in Parliament in a campaign National Student Pride has been part of for years, calling for LGBT plus inclusive same-sex relationships and sex education lessons. One government minister, who also has leadership hopes to take over the UK's current ruling and right-wing Conservative Party, said these lessons would, air quote, 
expose LGBT issues to children. Saying like children shouldn't be exposed to LGBT people until they're ready or whatever she said. But the word exposed is a quote and that's a deliberate attack on other humans that are not exposing anyone. I'm exposed to straight people from the age of zero. My mum and dad are straight. How dare I be exposed to straight people? Anyway, so I think... Uh, <laughs> got so angry then. So I think... Uh, I think allyship. I think allyship is really important because it, it. I feel like I'm understood more, but I also understand myself more through that. Do we need straight allies to achieve the kind of LGBT equality that we are striving for as a community? It depends what you mean by allies, but I think you need people on side, like most. If we want to take the UK as, as as an example, most MPs are straight. So, and that's where the power lies. And I imagine most councillors are, are straight. So, you, for anything to get done, you need those people to be tolerant towards people of all of all kinds, be it women or um, ethnic minorities or LGBT people. You certainly don't need them being the opposite. And that's uh, right at this point in time, there's 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 a lot of vocal um, homophobia in, the, in Parliament and up and down the country, especially in Birmingham at the minute. So I think you do need um, people who have people in power to be on your side. So whether that makes them an ally or not, I don't know. I guess it does. I'm a bit uncomfortable with the word ally generally because the people that go around saying that they're allies, I think they're kind of doing it for their own reasons. Um, but yeah, I think to get anything done, you need people where the power lies to be on your side. I do agree. I don't think you can go around calling yourself an ally. I think that's a word we get to use about someone that we deem to be an ally. But I wouldn't get too hung up on that. Yeah, we do need allies. Is it enough to consider yourself an ally, but be neutral? Or do you have to be out there advocating for equality as much as the LGBT communities to get that title? It's not enough. You have to tell people. You have to call people out. And if you're just sitting on your sofa watching Graham Norton and you think that makes you an ally, it, is, it isn't. You can't just say I'm an ally or go to a Little Mix concert and wave a rainbow flag. I get very stressed by people just wearing rainbow clothing now. or you know. And there's so many designers and high street stores just using rainbow motives in clothing. And it, it stresses me out all the time because it, that's not fair. <laughs> you aren't doing anything. You're not donating to charity, um, LGBT charities. And yeah, you, you have to stand up and you have to say... If someone's homophobic in an office, you have to say, actually, that, that word's offensive. You shouldn't use that to your colleague because even though you're not gay, like, you're a human and if you're an ally and you respect gay people or you've ever waved a rainbow flag, then you need to you need to look out for us. It's a bit rich for you to be acting like that but then never, as Jane said, like, call out, call out homophobia when you see it um, or do what you do, do what you can do to, to fight homophobia and anti-LGBT rhetoric. It's perhaps 
unfair to say Dan doesn't like being referred to as an ally. But he certainly doesn't go around proclaiming it. And that's because, as James said in this hashtag QueerAF interview, it's a title the LGBT plus community gets to give out, not one you self-appoint. And this, at least partial rejection of the air quote, straight ally title, is what makes Dan's allyship so authentic and true. Yeah, someone dropped the F-bomb and called me that. Called me the F, the, the homophobic F-bomb at a festival. And I did say that's a really offensive term. This is years ago, long before the podcast or anything. And um, he went mad and said, oh, my brother's gay, yada, yada, yada. And I said, it doesn't change the fact that that's an offensive term. If your brother's black, you wouldn't call him a, the N-word, would you? And then... Um, it all kicked off and security had to come and break us up. We weren't having a fight, but we were like, I think wouldn't have taken much for it to have kicked off. In Brighton, we were flyering our live show um, and a guy called Dan in a gay bar, a guy called Dan, a breeder. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, Dan didn't really understand what that was, but I've heard <laughs> that term before. And that's like, I guess that's gay people firing back straight phobia, isn't it? And I was just like... Wow. Now, I didn't stand up, so I wasn't an ally there to Dan. I probably should have said, that's really offensive, actually. You shouldn't say that to a straight person. But I can't imagine what would happen if I'd done that. Mm. <laughs> but I will be more aware of that now. And I probably would say, you know, don't throw stones at straight people, even though sometimes I might do that. But um, I don't think I do, really, do I? Uh, Am I an ally to straight people? Well, and I don't think straight people need an ally, do they? Well, no, I guess that's the point, really. Here's another example of perhaps an accidental and therefore truly authentic ally moment. My best friend recently joined me at a protest. Afterwards, I posted photos of us with rainbow flags and tagged him in. That move bursted my otherwise fairly safe queer bubble online. Later on, he told me about how people had commented on the photos, calling us facts. But before I could jump in and tell him just to ignore it, to ignore the hate, that I'm used to it. He explained how he'd already told the troll just how much hate was behind that particular word. He told me because he was angry that someone would hate someone as much as that and use that word. So he took it upon himself to call it out. By the time I got the chance to even look at the comments, the troll had apologised thanks to the story my friend had told him. It's clear to me that James and Dan are great friends. And they're really lucky to have a kinship as strong as they do. But what's particularly special is on their weekly discussion, amongst the teasing and banterous stories, they're having a profound effect on each other and their audience. I think James has actually become the pers- my default person to tell stuff to. Like, for example, the other day I saw uh, Nigel Farage in the street. <laughs> Bizarrely, I thought I've got to tell someone, so I told James. Yeah, if I, if, so I, Dan's probably the person I would talk to if I'm having a relationship issue now, <laughs> and I have no idea why because his advice is not great. But well, it can't be that bad, otherwise you wouldn't. Yeah, he's pretty matter of fact, so he's like sack him off. Yeah, we didn't realise that we were gonna have any kind of profound effect on the world. That wasn't our mission, and I think it's great really that our our listeners found us organically and also then told us what we were doing um, and how we were changing their lives. And so the whole thing has just been um, incredible, really. Very moving 
at times a little too much, but in general, like I feel the most fulfilled I've ever felt because I know that we're without meaning to doing something and um, it's been really powerful. We, the best message we had was from a guy called Owen and he sent us a message saying, I'm a non-gay um, and I never understood my brother's sexuality. I was really ignorant. And after finding your podcast and listening to it, I feel much more educated and I'm happy to say that me and him are now best friends and I'm about to be his best man at his wedding to his husband. Is that gay or non-gay? I guess what James and Dan's perhaps subliminal point is every week is it doesn't even matter. That's it for this week's Hashtag Queer F. Today's show was produced by me, at Jamie underscore Wareham. That's W-A-R-E-H-A-M. Next week, we find out why no matter what your gender, victories come to anyone who put a dress on. As we jump into the world of the queer musical that's taken the UK's West End by storm, everybody's talking about Jamie. As for this week, a huge thanks to James and Dan, who are big supporters of the queer storytelling going on in our feet. You can find their podcast, A Gay and a Non-Gay, on your fave pod app. So go subscribe now. And while you're there, subscribe to ours and rate us on Apple Podcasts to help spread the hashtag Queer AF mission. And if you have a non-gay out there who you think could learn a thing or two from James and Dan, then hey, share today's episode with them. Give them the Spotify link. Or just tell them about why they should listen to the show wherever they get their podcasts. Do you have a story to tell? We're planning season four of our podcast you can get paid to be one of our students, graduates, or LGBT producers or reporters to tell your most hashtag queer AF story. It's a project by National Student Pride. It's all about keeping our pride of conversation going all year round. Email jamie at studentpride.co.uk if you want to pitch an episode or if you have a story you think we should tell. Creative Commons music today comes from audiolibrary.com.co. We are hashtag queer AF. And even if you're non-gay, so long as you're calling out hate in whatever form it comes in. You are too. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>